the UU Hawk Show. This is Hannah, Sarah, Joe, and um, what's my name again? Uh, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> Starts with a P. Patrick. Oh, it's Patri- ah, Patricio. He's it's here. Patricio. Hola, Patricio. <laughs> what was that knife fight thing again? Uh, it doesn't matter. All right, let's, let's just sing Despeciado. You're still doing this on purpose. <laughs> but anyways. Anyway. So last time, we covered the starting matches of Team Urameshi versus Team Ura Otogi, where Hiei beat up an edgy peach boy, and we got a glimpse of Kurama's foxy past self. Meanwhile, Genkai has passed on her powers to Yusuke in a cave, then he is he kicked a boulder. So now we're gonna finish up the rest of the Team Yurameshi versus Team Ura Otogi, and you better get ready. Yeah boy. Yeah. So episode forty eight, the Cape of No Return, aka Item of Darkness, the Mantle of Death. In this episode, Kuwabara is set to square off against Shishi Wakamaru, but his source of power, Yukina, is nowhere to be found. Shishi's secret weapon sends Kuwabara through a dimensional portal. What will he find on the other side? Death. I mean, it's the mantle. <laughs> Who needs Reiki when you have a potential girlfriend? We didn't even aware that she said the potential girlfriend. But come on, the red pinky string of fate. That's true, that's true. It's real, guys. Is it? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes you think it's there. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, so in this episode, uh, it starts with Genkai saying, the last chapter starts, now an old lady can die in peace. Um, Which is, you know, a bit of foreshadowing. I wonder what it, what could it mean? What could it mean? Who is the masked fighter? Who is the dead fighter? Who the fuck is the masked fighter? We never found out. But, well, uh... You may never know. Yep. <laughs> anyway, after she says this, it does cut to Shishi, as I will call him, because it's easier, versus Kuwabara, and basically all the demon girls in the audience are trash-talking him, calling him <laughs> ugly to get off the stage, and, like, Kuwabara's like, shut up, I'll, like, I'm gonna bash your face, and the girls are like, no. So, basically, they're being fangirls. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, do you think he has any fangirls that are demons? With how would that relationship work? Like, I never thought of it before, but like, I mean, technically, Yukina is of the same class of things as them. They make it less clear in the American version, but like, technically, she is also an app. I mean, an apparition or a yokai. Yeah. But like, is there like any sort of like, pregnancy thing with regular demon things? Wh- oh wait, wait, are you saying can humans and demons interbreed? Yes. The answer is yes. I gotcha. It can happen. Yeah. If they love it's each been known other. To happen. If they love each other enough, anything can happen. <laughs> Genetics be damned. Oh, uh, yeah, that's something that's always yeah, we'd have to explore that, but I, I kinda wonder, like, wait, so do demons have DNA? How, what is the relation of their body versus their soul as compared to humans? And I'm wondering, like, what are the mechanics of this? But fuck it, the show never gets into the depth of that. No, so unfortunately. Yeah, I look too much into these shonen animes. I probably should stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> shonen Science Time. We should be That's our again. new podcast. <laughs> shonen Science. I'm just imagining everyone's like with like little beakers and like suits with the images on there. Oh yeah. Like the image of the podcast. Every shonen episode science. just ends with us being like, that's how it could work, but probably not. Because <laughs> it's anime and it's written by some Japanese guy who's working 50 hours a week. Yes, exactly. 
I love those little scenes with like uh, Kuwara versus um, Shishi's fangirls because they really are being super mean to him. They're like not only like insulting their looks, they're also saying like you'll never find anyone who wants to kiss you. Wow. In the English version, and then Kuwara's like, "You're lying. There is one girl who wants to kiss me." I wish someone had been like, "Yes, one." (laughs) But the one girl who. who apparently wants to kiss him isn't even there because she, aka Yukina, is lost with the other girls because they managed to go to the wrong stadium. They followed Botan's uh, awesome shortcut. <laughs> I, I, I feel for cool bar. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> It'd be like that. Uh, but yeah, so Shishi's just dodging all Kuwabara's attacks. You know, he's a traditionally trained swordsman, so he kind of knows what he's doing, as opposed to Kuwabara, who, while he's holding a sword, he's effectively using it like if he just had a baseball bat in his hands. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes that works out well. Sometimes, but... Not this time. Not this time, but... Like, this this sort of, like, dodging montage ends with Shishi stepping directly on Kuwabara's, uh... What's the name of this haircut that we find out? Pom- a pom- pompadour? Oh, no, pompadour. but wasn't there a specific... It's, like, elephant trunk or something like that? Something like that. Well, pompadour or elephant trunk, and it leaves a, like, sandal-shaped print directly on his head. It's it's <laughs> that, the biggest insult. Funny. It's it's kind of amazing. <laughs> also kind of feel felt very Smash Brothers. <laughs> Me, when I play Smash, just get footstooled to the death. But yeah, uh, Shishi's pretty pissed off about all this, gets into the air. Like, he's just, like, annoyed that he has to deal with Kuwabara. And so he unfurls the uh, mantle of death slash the cape of no return, uh, which kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Vanilla Ice from JoJo, but uh, with... Is that, who is that, four JoJo references in a row on each podcast? Yeah, why not? But uh, <laughs> as uh, as the, you know, mantle of death, incom- like, envelops Kuwabara and he's teleported to God knows where, he says, I'm not ugly, okay? And then he, that's just, like, his last words that echo into the distance as we all think he's dead now. I mean, they don't play it like he's dead. Like, it's not like a R.I.P. Kuwabara or Kuwabara retires, anything like that. But, like, it is kind of disconcerting because literally no one knows where he went. He got sent to the next dimension. Yep. Like in classic Dragon Ball. <laughs> God. Uh, or did he go, go to Hiffle? Yes, Hiffle, uh, the hall for infinite losers. That's right, right? Yeah. <laughs> so luckily for Kuwabara, as he's like falling through through like digital filters circa <laughs> 1993, because you know, classic animation, he actually ends up falling into the old arena. And who guess who's there? The girl he wants to kiss, aka the only girl who kiss him back. <laughs> Maybe, Damn. who knows? Maybe. In, in, his head. in his head. I just like how convenient it is it just sends him halfway across town. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've wondered about this. Like, do you guys think this destination is, like, permanent? Or, like, effectively, if you teleport someone in this area, the amount of displacement is exactly enough to put you in the old arena? Oh. Or, like, do you think it's related to where the last fight using the item took place? Or... It's. I don't think there's any evidence for anything, but like no. I'm just like, what could the fucking like way this determines where you go be? I think right. it's just called plot convenience. Yeah. Oh, it, it definitely is. But I'm just like, what were we supposed to think? Shown in logic. Yeah. Let's pretend that plot convenience did not exist in this world. Then I would say it's because it was probably where the last place that it was used and kind of like. But they, yeah. did they even, did Teen Year Tokyo even use those weapons for we the We don't know. Oh, no, we be- didn't watch those other fights. Yeah, we talked about the subjectivity yeah. of 
the like the audience last time where it's just like wait because the audience is always like oh what the heck's that like oh this is something new so i'll be like, honest the audience dies so much i think basically <laughs> it's new people coming yeah, in like, Maybe it's i think true. it's basically like all right we lost uh sections three through 25 uh get them in here get the backups in here auxiliary i like how in dragon ball when they have a tournament and people in the audience die they're like that person's a villain meanwhile in this it's just like that person's a guy <laughs> like oh my gosh everyone just keeps it's like a slaughterhouse in here it's perfect <laughs> uh but yeah you know on meeting up with the girls uh like kubara gets criticized by his older sister about his fighting technique being shitty because she just constantly gives him shit it's kind of awesome <laughs> tough love tough love <laughs> you go back to the uh to the actual the right stadium and the next round of fights is supposed to start. He tries to go next, um, but then the masked fighter um, shows up, and he is just not having it. Claims that they're an imposter because the masked fighter feels significantly less powerful than originally. Um, just like all of a sudden. All of a sudden. And the masked fighter's like, oh yeah, I'm less powerful because I transferred my power to Yusuke. Hmm, that, that sounds like a hint. <laughs> And then, then Karama says, it's the same smell, but older. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to think, like, what the fuck that means. It's just like, do you just, like, smell more decay on her? Or, like, there's specific compounds maybe, that come out of old people? Is that what you're going maybe with, Maybe he's like, he's like, because they, they, like, just stand still. Maybe Kobor's like... You can't see it, but, like, Patrick's getting dangerously close to me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, he's like... What's going on? I'm really glad this turned back into ASMR cast. <laughs> He's like, he just like sniffs her like like uh, discreetly. It's like smells uh smells uh same but older. Old. Yeah, his uh, his sense of smell comes in like major use like later in the series, but this is like one of the few times where it's just like okay, I mean, cool. Hey, is this Daredevil? It's <laughs> Daredevil. Uh, but uh, Shishi being pretty pissed off, like, you know, with the beginning of the fight, says that he's going to remove the mask uh, because he wants to see who this person is, etc. And uh, so as he begins to attack, he does very traditional, like, uh, Kenjutsu slash Iaido, uh, like, style uh, attacks. Like, so for anyone who's unfamiliar with uh, Iaido, it's basically a style of Japanese sword. Fo- well, it's the, not a style. It's uh, basically drawing the sword. Mm-hmm. And so he's repeatedly drawing and resheathing his sword because when you draw with a katana because it's a curved blade, it actually comes out faster and at a different angle than just slashing repeatedly. Um, and so assuming that your opponent is not similarly armed, redrawing actually does confer a slight advantage. But if they also have a sword, then you probably shouldn't be drawing and resheathing your sword repeatedly. Yeah. Gotta be careful with your sword. Yes. <laughs> So the masked fighter manages to like dodge the attacks like a pro, but then Shishi knows that they're a lot weaker and slower now, and then the mask is like still torn apart and reveals an aged Genkai. Whoa! Oh shit! What? Now everyone knows who the masked fighter no. is. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> calling out this is a fake. She's a poser. Yeah, fake news up in here. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> So Shishi's like, this is messed up. This is a fake. And tries to get um, Genkai disqualified, saying that um, the original fast fighter that showed up, the younger one, is actually different from the current one. But they're actually the same person, because it's literally Genkai both times. Yeah, and the 
tournament committee, they're saying, like, okay, they'll consider it, blah, blah, blah. Kota then is, like, interviewing the audience about everything. <laughs> Who wants to say this one? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they say some weird non-sequitur shit that I'm like, man, this has to be just the U.S. version, but it turns out it's in all the versions. <laughs> yes. And then once everyone's confused, all of a sudden a big macho man grabs the mic and goes, like, I will explain. <laughs> that big macho man is none other than younger Tagoro. Oh, I thought it was younger Tagoro. I thought it was older than Tagoro. No, so younger Tagoro is. I was joking. Oh, okay, I, know, okay. I know it's younger Tagoro. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, have we discussed this? Yeah, the, like, the confusion. So a lot of the audience is just says, "I like younger girls," and then one guy says, "The old man in the sea." I don't get that. Like, yeah. that I feel. I feel it's one of those things. Maybe in Japanese, it's a pun or something like that. But I have no fucking clue why. Wait, what, what phrase? The old man in this, like, just like, you know, like the book. I'm wondering if, like, oh. the book has, like, a pun title or something weird like that. I don't fucking know. Like, I have no reason for why this makes quote unquote sense. I'm doing the biggest quote symbols with my hands. Spitting out some Hemingway references. Yes. You know, I think, personally, I think Genkai needs to get a t shirt that says Foxy Grandma. <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah. So, Koenma also knows that both people are the same person because, uh, bum bum bum, Koenma actually knows what young Genkai looked like for whatever reason. I wonder what that is. I yeah. What, yeah. wonder what any of this could be. He, yeah, he knows, he knows it and he's like, it's like, yeah, so she gets, as uh, the Reiki, as the Reiki gets stronger, they go back to, you know, their, their younger self when they're at their peak. Mm-hmm. And as she doesn't have that Reiki anymore, she stays old, she goes back older. Oh, so she was performing, it was because she had that Reiki going through her. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Toguro explains this to the audience as well, just to yeah. explain. That's what I meant, the, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and so uh, the the thing that he says after this explanation in the Japanese is, will that do for you, Genkai? Oh, interesting. Yeah, and in the U.S. version, it's been such a long time, Genkai. Ding. Just showing very much like, oh, these two know each other, fuck. What does it say in the Spanish version, though? Uh, I don't remember. I'm, it's probably, it's probably, like, exactly the same thing. You know, like, hace muchos años, Genkai. And then, like, Spanish guitars play. Of course, of course, yeah. He then puts on a lucha mask. (laughs) Just to go full full racist on this, I guess. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone's kind of wondering why Toguro knows who Genkai is. Because, like, he says in a very personal way. Because, like, I guess... In the U.S. version, it's not that weird to say someone's name like that, but he did say it's been such a long time. But in the Japanese version, it would be very weird to refer to someone, you know, that personally, like, without having known them. So both Mm -hmm. lines get across, like, oh, we know each other, but in different ways. The Japanese one through the use of her name, and the U.S. one by straight up saying, like, it's been a while. Mm. Do they use, like, in the Japanese version, like, honorifics, like... I don't think he says Genkai-san. I think he just says Genkai. Genkai! Yeah. Don't-don't-don't. Genkai-chan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Genkai-chan notices me. Oh, God. Uh, But, yeah, so Shishi goes from being, like, pissed off at, like, hey, who the fuck is this imposter that you're allowing to fight me to being, like, oh, fuck. Like, he's just like, how you know, like, luck is shining on me. I get to fight, you know, this uh, this demon slayer slash uh, hero or whatever. And uh, basically he goes full on demon and, like, you know, his horns come out and his eyes get all fucked up. Because, uh, spoilers, he's kind of like an imp demon who just has, like, a human form. So his, like, he, his halfway between human and imp form, like, has, like, horns and, like, is, like, freaky looking and not nearly as pretty. So he activates the uh, 
his sword, which he opens up and reveals like this like tumor slash large intestine uh, large intestine ass looking yeah. face thing, uh, which is called the Banshee Shriek or the Demonic Wailing Sword of Decapitation. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in the Japanese, I think in the Spanish, it's like. Uh, la Spada de la Grita Infernal, so the mm. the sword of the infernal scream, mm. which is also all these are great names basically. <laughs> scary sword, yeah, the scare sword, scream sword, scream <laughs> But uh, Botan, it, like you know, wait, I don't remember why this is, but Botan almost brings up uh, Hiei's relation to Yukina. Oh, oh I, re- I remember the scene. So it's like Kubar is leading the girls back oh, to. Yeah the correct stadium and he's like talking I think about his match and saying like well without them like I think it's like there really isn't anyone to really rely on I mean there's Kurama but he's all messed up I mean I guess there's Hiei and he kind of like talks shit shit talking Hiei and he's like you can't trust him Yukina he's a bad guy he'll eat your skull or something doesn't Yukina say Hiei I wonder about him or saying and then Kuwabara I wonder if it's out of jealousy or just more like he doesn't like him I think it's jealousy yeah like that dude's weird fuck him and then Kuwabara's like you can't say that Kuwabara about a stand-up guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then Kuwabara's just like wait what the fuck I could have sworn that dude like almost killed us yeah and, and like killed like five people yeah yeah and then she's like well it's you can't talk like that because she he happens to be yukina's and then she stops herself because i think he, he sends like a telepathic message be like if you tell her you die I, yeah i don't I know if that was, was telepathic a or a memory it could be either but it was probably a flashback <laughs> I, I don't know but like it was still because then he turns into like a bat form of him yeah. and it's like i'm guessing this one's botan's imagination and then she has like her shoujo face of me like oh yeah oh, if i say anything i'll Yes. Did that face actually come back? I don't remember. I no. forget. Um, but yeah, so the episode ends with Genkai basically taking a, a fighting stance, and then she notes that she only has three spirit guns left, uh, saying that she has to survive, quote-unquote, to face Tagoro once more. Which, weird, once more? What could that mean? Uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, this episode's kind of the coming out party for uh, Shishi Wakamaru, uh, who's based on uh, Minamoto no Yoshitsune, a uh, 12th century samurai whose childhood name is Ushiwakamaru. Oh. Yeah, so you can see how... I, I wonder, if I were to look at the characters, I wonder if Shishi versus Ushi like, reveals some sort of like evil or like whatever version type thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, Kuro Momotaro and mm-hmm. Makintaro and all that stuff. Uh, but in the original Japanese dialogue from the manga, during Shishiwakamaru's fight against Genkai, he claims to have actually met the historical figure uh, Saito uh, Musha- Musashibo Benki, uh, who was Yoshitsune's retainer, and he, sim- uh, he simply refers to him as the famous Benke, and states that uh, once he saw the Banshee Shriek's true form, Benke had walked away from the fight. So, in this case, he's less like an evil remix and more like because he's one of the true members of the team, b- right. being him and Onji. He's less an evil remix and more like oh, related to historical figure. Right. And uh, so his cape of no return is in reference to Yoshitsune disguising himself as a woman with a veil around himself during some escapade he was on. I say escapade, but I really mean probably military campaign or spy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Koto apparently indirectly refers to this during some line. Oh. Interesting. What are you guys' thoughts on this episode? I thought it was a a pretty interesting episode. It goes to the background a little bit and sort of 
gives a um, gives that relationship between Genkai and Toguro Toguro for the first time. Oh yeah, where it's instead of being implied, it's like oh no, these two know each other. Yeah. I never thought it was implied until right, like I didn't have any idea until like right now. Oh yeah, I guess you're right because in the last episode it ended with like oh uh, I have like one last fight in me and then Toguro like notices like the energy outpouring yeah. and so at that point I guess you could think like oh Toguro knows of Genkai because she's a famous martial artist yeah and then this one's the one that's like oh no 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 he knows of Genkai because he knows Genkai so yeah I guess this is confirmation of the episode what if one knows Genkai she's like she's like an e-celeb or a celeb there <laughs> check out my stream I do mukbang of, of, of me eating bitter herbs <laughs> Let's play uh, let's play the the the, gamble, the rock paper scissors game. Oh, there's oh, a scene yeah. later in the show where she's playing Street Fighter Two. Nice. Wow. Yeah, Genkai rules. Yeah, I like this episode a lot. Not only because there's a lot of funny moments, but also it, it you it gets into the more the background of the characters. And yeah. It's just. I think I also just like seeing like the the weapons that she she pulls out. They're just a lot of scre- a lot of screaming. A lot of- <laughs> it's very funny. I think it's just a solid a solid episode. Yeah, I think it was a nice is like more not more lighthearted, but being it was a nice break from all the heavy episodes with all the battles before, so and like yeah, so I liked it. It was fun. I like how it's a light break, but it's about to, like, set up, like, oh, the heaviest, actually. (laughs) Calm before the storm, basically. It's good, it's good. (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, oh, before we move on to the next episode, did you you write these summaries? Because, like, I like these. Oh, I I did. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, didn't we mention what was going on with Yusuke in the last episode? Oh, uh, that he was passed out, or? Oh, okay, basically, before we go into the next episode... The girls find Yusuke passed out in, like, near a tree with Pooh, so, yeah. Actually, this happens in this coming episode. No, oh. what we talked about before is Yusuke's done oh. with his training. Oh, okay. And we, he gives um, Pooh to Genkai, um, so that I, I, I kind of like the idea of hearing these out of context. Oh, just, yeah. And knowing. He just gives the poop emoji to Genkai. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. 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 And then, then he, he gives the little <laughs> okay symbol hand, two finger out. guns, and then a hundred. It's very weird. So and he does, he does the Fortnite yeah. dance. Yeah. So, Yusuke's out it's of the like cave. He, 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 Yusuke's out of the cave, and he's passed out now. So that's where you that's where you use K is at right at the, at this moment. Yep. All right. So let's go into episode forty nine. Wait, what is flossing again? Oh, that's a Fortnite dance. Is it we do it between lives or you do it? You do it like I don't really know this stuff that well. I've never played Fortnite. Okay, the flossing is when you do like no, it no, no. Lives. Basically, you put one hand behind your back, one hand in front of you. In between your legs, and you do the motion back and forth. I'm so out of touch. So you okay, make it so look it like is, you're okay. flossing in between oh, your legs. Oh, okay, so I am right. It is that. Yeah. Okay. okay, what's the other one that I'm thinking of? The one that's like behind your back? Yeah, and... the, I thought the backpack dance. Oh, I think, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know this shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of touch, guys. Anyway, we're here to talk about the 90s anime, Yu Show, episode 49, aka Genkai Strength, in Japanese version, Remaining Power. Genkai's life or death battle. No spoilers, but yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, unmasked and without the power of her spirit wave, Genkai must rely on her wits to survive in the ring. 
but is the wise woman's intellect enough to combat the horror of Shishi Wakamaru's chorus of a thousand skulls? Ooh, wait, were you asking if I wrote the synopsis or the summary? The synopsis, yeah. Oh, I got those from, uh, if you go to, like, Amazon and you look up, like, to actually buy the seasons of Yuko Hakusho, they actually do have the summaries, which is better than the Wikipedia or the IMDb, which I we used previously. So I'm 99% sure the ones that you now have were the ones that used to be on Wikipedia, but I wouldn't be surprised if Funimation was like, Wikipedia, you need to take down our fucking officially copywritten shit. And, like, that's why there's suddenly these, like, terrible things that sometimes have bad grammar. Because, like, we've I've pasted them in and been like, what the fuck does that say? Like, you look at it and you're like, I don't know if uh, anyone proofread this or a human wrote this. Yeah, no. Or they were just having, like, word vomit. Yeah, this is really nice. Yeah, good instinct on getting these. So, yeah, if y'all want to look up good Yu Hakusho summaries, go to Amazon.com. Or better yet, don't look at the summaries and just watch the anime. (laughs) You could also do that, yeah. If you ever want to make your own Yu Hakusho podcast, here's the steps. (laughs) So we're on to the second part of Genkai versus Shishi Wakamaru. Genkai is low on energy, as you mentioned before. She only has enough for three spirit guns, which I found to be pretty, like, uh, interesting because it's, like, parallel to, like, how use case powers started off. I never even thought about that. That's actually kind of yeah. cool. Like, this is how strong he was when he fought Chu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so she only had three because she lost the power or because she, does she, does she have a limit to begin with? I think, oh. well, I don't think she had a, like, so that energy that she had was all her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's that she lost what she had been holding on to for so long. Like, so, so now she just has the power to Yusuke, essentially. Well, that- I think it's it's less, I think the parallel is less, like, that there's a actual definitive reason and more just like, oh, yeah, it's to show, like, without her gift, she's yeah. now at his old level. Mm-hmm. I see. So then the three spear guns is the plot thing, then? Uh, well, yeah, partially, yeah. It's because they want to illustrate something that will happen later in this episode. I gotcha. So, and back in the audience, Karasu doesn't really get how Genkai is super weak now. Have we been introduced to Karasu really yet? Yeah, Yeah, we had that scene where he just, like, touched a couple dudes and they blew up. Yeah, basically, if you guys don't remember, it's the tall, long, black-haired goth guy with the weird mask. He's effectively, what if you made a more goth version of Yoshikage, Yoshikage Kira, who is a business goth? <laughs> so, like Marilyn Manson? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> and for those who don't know, Yoshikage Kira is the, he's a villain from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Man. But they actually, th- in this case, like, this isn't a stretch, they actually have remarkably similar powers, as we will discuss later. Mm-hmm. Kono Dio <laughs> So, and Tagoro um, is super vague about his answers. Um, he, he's like, what was the master's is now the student's. And he also says, before the finals begin, Genkai's days will come to an end. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was better than the Spanish version, which would translate to, before the finals begin, Genkai will die. I was like, yeah, I mean, great. I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong, but it's just not as poetic. I mean, I feel like, who, at least in the English in the English dub, um, Toro is like surprisingly poetic. He's very deliberate with his words, and... I, I I like it because it kind of contrasts with his like Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of like de- the Terminator image. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> you can tell there was something that there's something beneath the 
just like the scary dude beneath yeah. beneath the layers of muscle. Is a kind soft soul. He's he <laughs> a poetic. Uh, what's that called? A I don't know. The, was it the like the the uh, poetic tragedist? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was going to say later he's described as an ant hole, an, an ant hill, if you will. But yeah, you know, ant hills they have layers. It's the new Shrek. <laughs> So going back to the battle, Shishi Wakamaru, he's like twirling his sword, Banshee sword, and using the shrill call of the Reaper move against Genkai, which basically, all of a sudden, all these like ghoul things start shooting out, and like they start going to the crowd and like stealing all the weak ass souls as written in the, our notes yeah. <laughs> with some scary wailing, and everyone's running around, Koto's like mad because she's like in danger and jury she's like freaking out if i remember yeah she's like i don't know about this um genkai however is completely unbothered she's not affected at all yeah i'm really curious what's going on with this tournament apparently have really strict rules at some points but apparently you can kill half the audience (laughs) I, i i think like because of the way the tournament's run by a bunch of like rich humans and then, like, interested Demon World parties, I honestly think they don't give a shit about the audience. Like, if you're, like, in the pit seats, they're like, you can just fucking die. Yeah. We already got your money. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like, wouldn't, like, Pat, like, hey, like, my, like, my bro went last year, and a ton of people in his section died, but he survived. Like, wouldn't they warn, like, anyone who's going, like, hey, you should maybe rethink about this, because you might lose your life. I'm just glad that the, the main cast is out of there. How convenient. <laughs> the, the one time they do an attack that'll kill them completely. Yeah, that's true. Hold that thought for later. Shown in logic. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me, tell me that they're all going to die? No, just similar situations happen later and they have to find ways around it. So, uh, But yeah, so Shishi then attacks Genkai by whipping out the chorus of a thousand skulls, which I forget if they named the sword or the attack in the Spanish version, uh, La Espada de la Grita Infernal, but I had it written in both sections, so fuck it. Um, but this summons huge ghostly skulls that eat up a ton of demons in the crowd, and eat up is, you know, that's that sounds like they're going to swallow a hold. They're getting decapitated. Like, these things just come out and, like, just bite people's heads off as they're running away, and then limp bodies are falling over. Kid show. <laughs> My favorite thing is when they... Was when Koenma and, and George are in the, the box. Oh, yeah. And like the demon comes out and they like freak out. And just hits the glass. Yeah. yeah it's like a bird. Like, or, oh, sorry. Oh, or, go ahead. Or like with the him, George and the iPod, or the, the, the Walkman. Oh, the Walkman, yeah. I yeah. keep forgetting this is in the 90s. But just thought, I was like, oh, I can't, Koenma's like, I can't stand this anymore. Let's over George, he's the music, he just like rips off his head. What do you think he's listening to? He's boingo, his, boingo. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what, what did you say? He said it was like Su- Suzano 2 or something like that. Oh. oh, it's probably like an actual popular J-pop thing from the time or something. Or, be, maybe it was Despacito 2. God damn it. <laughs> no, given, given like George's appearance, he might be listening to slightly out-of-date music or something. Like, oh, maybe this is like music from the 70s or something like that that would characterize him as a slightly older guy. Or it's like, it's like the, just uh, the wailing, the harmonic wailing of like the... Ancient Mariners guys. Yeah, why not? He's listening to Will calls. <laughs> no, like, um, like the, you know, you know, like the, it's like the ritualistic. Oh, oh goddamn! No, he's listening to a, an audio book of the Old Man in the Sea. It all just comes back around for whatever reason. Full circle. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this attack happens, and 
like jury gets the fuck out of the arena because quote unquote I'm not being paid enough for this. <laughs> Jury's out. Yeah, I, I, I it kind of fits the character they've established for her as I won't say like a money grubber, but at least like I don't really care about this so much as like it's my job as opposed to Koto who's like this is my passion. Yeah, yeah, definitely bringing on demon spawn. <laughs> Kurama and Hiei and Genkai and Team Taguro are completely unaffected. They're all unbothered. Yeah, they're, they're all like, unbothered. They all just, like, backhand these spirits so oh, like, yeah. chaotically. One flies up to uh, younger Taguro and he just does, like, a slight uppercut and completely dispels it. So it, it looks like it's like these attacks aren't strong enough to actually affect actual powerful demons, but the weak ones are... Are fe- fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> and... Uh, Shishi is completely just, like, becoming more and more annoyed by Genkai just surviving all of his attacks. Um, and Genkai is like, um, oh, he's like, I don't get how you can survive all this. You're so weak now. And Genkai says, oh, yeah, well. Well, well this, was, this is a direct translation from the Spanish version, so I don't know if it's said it in English. But it, Genkai says, thanks to you, I remembered something special. I think in the English, it's, like, something where... Um, I forgot what he said. It wasn't do the mask. It was something with her power, and... More than enough for you, baby? No, 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 no. It's not something creepy like that. Oh, what is it? Do you guys... Did you guys watch it in English? Uh, nah. I did, but I don't remember. I'm Japanese exclusive. I, I Subs only, for life, guys. I only watch doves. <laughs> so it, I'm pretty sure it's something where. Wait, do you really just only watch doves? Well, I, 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 I tend to multitask, so I watch doves if it's available, I so you. I can kind of do two things at once. Um, that would also explain why I don't watch that much anime anymore because I have to. I watch subs only, and so I'm just like, well, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like at a point where I kind of like, if the dub's really terrible, I'll just be like, well, There's... at least I really know what happens. And then I'll rewatch it, the yeah. sub version, when I actually have time to enjoy it. You watch mm-hmm. my you watch my Hero Academia sub, right? I, I watch the sub. I watch oh, both. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, what do you think about the... I know that's kind of off topic. <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, I feel like the dub's fine. I feel like Funimation did a good it's job. It's one of the it. better ones yeah. out there, especially now, because a lot of dubs now are not very good. Anyway, mm-hmm. Yuhak Show dub is one of the best English dubs out there. Yeah, of like all time. Know. Of all time. Anyway, I think I think um, Shishi insults. Bought. Yes, <laughs> I think Shishi insults Genkai's old age, and she just gives up a very like a very sassy comment about like, oh, I I forget like when you. When you're my age, you kind of lose your memory about these things, and it just kind of just makes him mad. She's basically just, like, toying with him the whole time, and, like, he just progressively kind of, like, loses his shit more and more. She's nagging him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you're not that pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does, insult, she does insult his looks a lot. <laughs> So, um, Kuhabara and the girls finally arrive at the right stadium, um, with a sleeping Yusuke in tow. So, um, I guess along their way, they kind of found him and be like, oh, well, what's he doing here in the middle of the forest? So, they take him along, 
and they notice that there's a ton of demons like running out of the stadium, which is very suspect. So Kuwabara leaves the girls to go check it out, um, which pretty much kind of pisses off Shizuru because she's like, God damn it, Kuwabara, stop being such a stupid hero. Yeah, and basically what happens is that the rest of the girls, except for Keiko, end up following Kuwabara and Shizuru, and then like Keiko's like, what do I do with him? And then Botan being Botan. She made a rape joke. Depending on which version you watched, she either said something vaguely weird or made a rape joke. Yeah, she she was she was like, he's asleep. You could finally take care of your Virginia or something. Like that. <laughs> That's the Japanese version. While in the English and Spanish versions, it's more like, oh, you'll figure it out. It's more like, oh, don't you learn anything from health class? And Kiko's like, what? You know, the birds and the bees, the flowers and the trees. Not the right time to talk about sexual education, but (laughs) anyway. Oh, wait, so did we already miss the part where, like, they ran it, like, where they were saved? No, 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 that's that's something later. Oh wow, okay, I'm super confused. <laughs> that's something later. That, that, that's next episode. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. So anyway, um, I I just want to bring up one more thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice this until like a couple when I was watching it again, but I just noticed that the entrance to the the arena looked like a vagina. Oh yeah, ah. it totally does. Yeah, it's like I'm because I was thinking, Joe's like it's seeming more like it's David not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Like I, it seems really David Cronenberg. No, it's uh, it's H.R. Geiger, dude. I don't know. I'm I'm getting a Cronenberg vibe. I think now. it's both, man. You just got to play games to your second butthole. <laughs> Best movie of all time extends. That's not get, the name of the get movie. Extends, extends. Blu-ray, high quality. <laughs> okay, okay. DVD. Anyways, uh, so. Shishi, like, going back to the fight, Shishi surrounds himself and Genkai with a death wall of demon souls, a.k.a. the cage of hell. Uh, Shishi says, it's one hell of a cage match to the death! <laughs> and to the point where, like, I'm just imagining Genkai rolling her eyes super fucking hard. Just, like, that is literally the worst joke I've ever heard. And, like, so Shishi being kind of maddened at this point because he is pissed off that he hasn't killed her, and also that, you know... This woman who he... He doesn't like old people and such. Like, he's pissed off that she's getting in his way. He doesn't dislike old people. old people. It's more so because <laughs> she he's... Was... The, he's g- Basically, Genkai is his main obstacle to fame. Like, the yeah. fact that he can't beat her, now he's being known of just being, like, the weak ass. He can't beat up an old lady. So, mm. or... So he kind of goes on this rant about how idealism and justice and heroes just are suck. And the only thing that matters... <laughs> And is a true way to power is fame. Um, so he's a superstar and he rules. And while heroes like Genkai drool, and Genkai's like, oh, fuck you, dude. Like, where did you get this idea that I'm some kind of crime fighting hero? And ask him if he actually really knows about um, her past. And Shishi is just like, well, I only need to know one thing, and that's the only one thing that hero that the rest of the demons know, and is that you made one choice, and, and that's considered insult to all of us. I'm very curious as to what Patrick thinks that one choice is because he doesn't know. What choice? Like, basically, Genkai says to Shishi. Well, Genkai's like, oh yeah, you know, like I I don't know what you think. Like I did back in the past, but it's clearly not what you're thinking. And, uh, you know, she basically says, like, I did everything self-interestedly. Like, I was very selfish, frankly. Like, she's kind of a true neutral character. Mm-hmm. But she, she's like, all demons know that you made one very specific choice, and we all consider it an insult. 
And I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm just guessing, but I'm pretty sure it's Tagoro related. And I think it has to do with maybe he was a pupil or something, or like some. It's it's some sort of dark, some Star Wars stuff where it's like he was a pupil, but she like didn't believe in him and they fought or something. Or well, we'll find out. Yeah. Am I on the money or close? Well, we'll find out. I mean, it is it is out. it is Tagoro related. I can yeah. agree with that part. Well, Genkai calls whatever fake news. Big news! She's calling, calling <laughs> <Yeah>. her out. <laughs> and so Shishi just tries to finish up the fight by using his sword to slash her, but she catches it, and it's all this energy, and she starts glowing up brighter than a Pikachu, and then suddenly you see her in her younger form. Um, oh. How's this possible? <laughs> Bakana! <laughs> and so she hits uh, Shishi with her spirit reflection blast, which I thought was very like Kama. Kamehameha-esque, because it's literally like, she drew her hands back and had it in like a... Yeah, it was like this, this yeah. format like thing, like trying to block. With her wrists together, yeah. she drew her hands back, and we were like, huh! and he went on the other side. Doesn't she kind of like sing the attack? She's like, spirit reflection blast! Yes, she does. It's uh, beautiful. In the Japanese version, it's the uh, Reiko Kyo Hansho, which translates to spirit light mirror repulsion. I had another word there from watching it in Spanish that, like, looking back on it, doesn't make any sense because it was, like, Reiko Han something, but, it, like, it wasn't like that. So I'm wondering if it was either messed up or just, like, me trying to phonetically parse Spanish-accented Japanese doesn't work very well. Well, here's how I interpreted it. I interpreted it as Reiki suck. <laughs> That's some like Street Fighter Two ass. Like, oh, I'm hearing, you know, Tatsumaki Senpuyaku and hearing it totally wrong. But it, yeah, it's just re- no Reiki S U C C Reiki. Oh, all right, that works. Yes, we we teleported memes back in time. Okay, you thought suck. God damn it! But uh, this knocks Shishi down on his patoot, which is apparently is a quote from the English version. Sarah, I assume. Yeah, it's a Kohanma. I don't know. I just love all his dialogue. His he is just always hilarious. Baby Kohanma is like comedy gold. Basically. Yeah, comedy gold. <laughs> He's got that baby mentality. <laughs> his tiny butt butt. Yeah. <laughs> so he explains that um, she's now like her younger self because she just stole a bunch of energy from Shish from Shishi Wakamara, which pisses him off so he tries to use the chorus of a thousand skulls uh, to attack her um, but she just ends up blasting him again and shatters the banshee shriek oh wow yeah it's now this weird it, it's an organ with a face on the ground for whatever reason it's it's very cre- it's like if you just took a heart and then extended the blood vessels in both directions and then just drew a face on it gross yeah and then she's like um like, so he's knocked down for sure, and before, um, she's explaining to him, like, that she's no hero, she only fights for herself and what she wants, and have, and attacks anyone who stands in her way, which happens to be just a ton of demons, um, and so she, she is, before he passes out, he says some shit about how he's, he's, like, fallen in love, and how they could have been together if things were different, and if she always looked young, which I was like, okay, bro. (laughs) It's like, okay, I kind of get it, and then he says the last thing, it's like, dog, really? Listen, Ginkai is a foxy grandma, straight up. (laughs) She's my new, my new waifu. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Botan. It's just not gonna work. Oh, the fact that 
he could think that she would even consider that. She's way too good for him. He's very conceited. I mean, he has a literal fan club comprised of hundreds of people. That's true. Maybe thousands. Gets whoever he wants. He doesn't. But he wants the one thing he can't get. Yep, it's it's poetic. It's a tale as old as time. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Genkai wins, and uh, Toguro, you know, from the stands comments, she's exactly like how I remember. Only absolute force can beat her. Uh, Is that what it? Is that what it said? Because I could have sworn the line was more poetic than that. Uh, well, that's from the English. It was more like he mentions, like, oh, that's exactly how I remember her. And then he's like, because Kara's seen me comments before about how he doesn't understand how um, Genkai is all that. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, now you see Karsu that it's not tactics that can beat Genkai. It's That's... only absolute force can, brute force can. Okay, there's a dot 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 in the quote, and I think that's the part that I remember is the, uh, you know, she makes tactics and like techniques useless. Only yeah. absolute force can beat her. Yeah, so I didn't include that. No, no, <laughs> that, that's just how I remember the line. So yeah, from years and years and years ago, but fun times. So Genkai turns back into her old self, both old in previous and old in old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they do another dice roll and it selects Kuobara to fight Onji, the leader of uh, Team Oratogi. And uh, outside, the girls leave Keiko alone with a sleeping Yusuke to leave them to do whatever ha- whatever has to do with the birds, the bees, the flowers, and the trees. Yeah, and then it ends with a kind of nostalgic note on the episode because Keiko's just like, Hey, Anisuke, I think I think we're gonna be okay, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, big question mark there. Did anyone seeing that image think like this looks lower quality than all the other end of episode images? Because like when I saw it, I was just like, this kind of looks like the cover of a how to draw manga book. Oh yeah, it was just crunch time, Joe. You gotta kind of relax, like. All right, we need the last image. Here, get that kid that, you know, has some disease. Go through <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All the budget went into the earlier part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. The spirits chomping on the demons. <laughs> yeah, so a uh, little little backstory on uh, Onji. Uh, we don't have anything written. He's just an old I'll freestyle dude. this shit, yeah. He's an old guy. Uh, he... He does me- old stuff. It's been mentioned that he supplied uh, all the items for everybody. He, uh... He... He's the leader of Team Yurotogi, which no one really suspects. Because you typically think that the most powerful person is the leader of the mm-hmm. team. But everyone just sees him as, like, an old dude. Mm. Which he is. Yeah, he's kind of been advising everyone throughout the, you know, throughout these matches as well. Like, when he was talking with uh, Kuro Momotaro, and he's like, Don't worry, you can't use the dragon, you're good. Like, he's, he's like a coach, almost. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, just hit him in the fucking face, you're good. What did you guys think of the episode? It was right. It was definitely <laughs> like one of those like Genkai's a complete badass moments. Mm-hmm. Like just like oh she doesn't even need to have her fucking energy to beat these guys. She doesn't need it. She has the skill. It's like Goku and his when he switched bodies with uh, um oh with Ginyu. With Ginyu, it's like he he don't need that power. He already has it. In it's his not heart. about the power. It's about the technique. <laughs> yeah. So I always now that I think about it, so she has the energy. So she used um, Shishi's energy to do the blast, right? So it's none of her own energy, right? Yeah. Okay. I think the reason for that is twofold. One, I think that she recognized the amount of energy he was putting out was mm-hmm. so much that she could just like make a fucking Kamehameha at him. Uh... And also, I have a feeling she knows that she has to save up some energy for some later fights. Mm, can't use those three 
spirit guns. I understand why no more people don't use that. Be like, well, this seems like a good absurd daddy. <laughs> I'll just take some of that. I I have wonder. Well, so you know how like Genkai spent like fifty years like just making techniques. Yeah. I wonder if this is one she did not have when she was younger. Probably not. And so like this one might not be publicly known. Because no. now that I think about, it, there's only one other character in this entire series who does an absorption technique. And it's way, way, way later. Like, during one of the final fights of the show. Uh, yeah. Well, she probably could have just didn't even need it. I mean, maybe she had enough Reiki to be able to do it. Like, one of the last resort things. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think she ever fought anybody that strong that would require it. Mm, I think she fought people that... Oh, you mean in, in this dark That tournament? would require... No, uh, just in general, like... Recently, that she would require to use that technique oh. that'd be public. Yeah, when she was younger, she probably fought people that strong or stronger, but she had enough energy to not have to do this, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah, because she did do it, like, I mean, we, we described catching the sword, but she did straight up, like, a classic naked blade reception. Yeah. And then, like, fucking channeled spirit energy through it, so it was intense as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it could be a variation, too, on a move. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last episode for today. Can uh, I do this one? Yeah. All right. So, the last episode for today is episode 50, Suzuki's Challenge, also known as Demon Battle of Suzuki's Challenge. Uh, Sounds like a video game title. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I would, I would totally fucking... Tetsu's Challenge? Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's like you sing to the microphone. Y'all ever, y'all ever heard of this game? No. So, mm-hmm. you guys know MXC? Mm-hmm. You know of MXC? What is it? Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. AKA Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, it was called Takeshi's uh, Castle okay. in Japanese, but it's this uh, ridiculous... Obstacle course show, kind of wipeout style, but like frankly, a lot more dangerous. Um, but it was made by this comedian uh, named Beat Takeshi, comedian mm-hmm. slash director slash video game producer slash author slash. He's a very weird guy. Slash movie star. Slash movie star. Wow. Yeah, weird. He was even he was even the Ghost in the Shell movie. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. So Japan has a lot of multi-purpose celebrities. He's one of them. <laughs> um, but he made uh, he also made a video game called Takeshi's Challenge, which includes it's it's kind of a prank you play on your friends who don't know what the game is. Like there's parts where you fucking sing into a microphone and it doesn't really matter what you're singing and. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's weird shit, but yeah, that's cultural note, guys. Not really related to Yuak Show. <laughs> we're we're about Japan culture, so yeah, it counts. But y'all should look up Beat Takeshi. <laughs> I gotcha. So uh, basically, uh, during the fight, Kawama realizes that he needs to step out for a little bit, and he decides that he needs a car. So he dr- he basically has none of George. us have any idea what's going on right now. No, this is this is what it says right here. Okay, the, okay. the summary: George goes and gets him a car at the dealership, but then realizes he made a grave mistake. He got a car that was a Suzuki, and after that, everything just goes downhill from there. Well, and it turns out that the car was actually not really a Suzuki, but Suzuki. You mean, but Suzuka or? <laughs> It, it was a Suzuka, unfortunately. <laughs> he got the wrong brand, and it turned out to be a nightmare. And the, he get, summons the gang to fight off the Suzuka Suzuki ripoff. I'm shaking my head. Uh, this will make sense as we get further into the I episode. Gotcha. But anyways, let me read the real summary. Onji has wor- has work cut out for him when he takes on Kuobar and Genkai. However, the old man is not who he appears to be, and what lies beneath the surface could spell a major upset for Team Urameshi. So... To begin the summary, uh, Kobar versus Onji. Kobar throws a lot, a lot of old user jokes when Onji av- avoids his attacks easily and then taunts him. So essentially, just uh, while he's making fun of him, he's like, "Oh, you can't get me." And yeah, and K- yeah. Koma draws, and the weird thing I thought was funny was Koma draws the joke card, 
He's it's, doing like fortune telling. Yeah, yeah. it's like, huh? Wonder it what this has to do with it. It looks a lot like solitaire. And George says, like, oh, how can you be playing games right now, <laughs> sir? And she's like, I'm not playing games. I'm predicting the winner of the match. He's like, huh? What does this Joker have anything to do with it? Oh well. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder is anything really important, or if, it, if it's just like one of those off gags. Oh, like so many of the George and uh, George and Koenma ones, where it's just like, oh yeah, my fish. Oh no. But, <laughs> but this one's actually foreshadowing. Seriously, the best relationship in the show. It's so bad. It's such a bad relationship. <laughs> it's so good. But um, and while when uh, Kurobara thinks he has him on the ropes, Onji uh, beats him by trapping him in a black bubble. A black bubble, and they all make fun of him. It's like, man, you are such a massive moron, Kurama. All the there's like Hiei, Ginkai, and Kurama. It's like such an idiot, a fool and an idiot. <laughs> and then uh, he gets trapped in the bubble. like uh, trapped by his own bubble. Uh, they only ran right into it, and he gets transported. And guess what? He's back at the old stadium again. Wow. <laughs> he, is he, this the point where Onji explains, like, yeah, what I just did is the real power of the. Uh, Mantle of Death. Yeah, so he basically says, like, all the other Yurotogi members were basically just, like, not really fakes, but they weren't, like, the real source or master mind behind, like, the weapons and the powers related to the weapons. It was actually him. Um, so any of the attacks that he pulls out now is, like, the real deal versus, like, the watered-down versions. Yeah, so, uh... So outside, Kiko and Yusuke almost get attacked by three unemployed demons. Monkey, Pige? Pig. Sorry. Pig, Pig. I thought there was... I wouldn't be surprised. And Kappa, which I thought was interesting. I, I noticed that it was a Kappa when I saw the, the, the head thing. Yeah. Is it all Journey to the... Oh. It's Journey to the West characters. Wow. Because it's Sun Wukong, Jubaije, and Shabu Jing. Why, why is every single anime in the world reference Journey to the West? It's almost like Japan has a long history with China or something. Oh. Um, no, I don't think so, dude. dude. Yeah, I think you're lying. I'm just guessing, stuff. Yeah, making I, stuff up. One of my favorite lines and why I put like unemployed um, demons on the notes is because I think it's the monkey says, "Hey guys, years of avoiding steady employment has all paid off at the end. If we kill Yusuke, then we'll be famous." For oh sure. man, the U.S. dub is so good. <laughs> Dang. I, I wonder. I wonder if any of the writers had any. Uh, any grudges against the economy at the time? Oh, I mean early two thousands, isn't that? Oh, well, that's two thousand two. Oh. That's when it started to. I mean, the stock market crashed after nine eleven a bit. Yeah, and it was it got pretty bad. So I, I wouldn't blame them being a little bit uh, begrudging a bit. Don't know. You mean I mean it kind of does mirror the, uh, the state economy in like nine in early nineties Japan, Japan too. Yeah. They were also going through a recession. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It's like a ten year <sighs> gap of recession. Like nine, the nine it was like ninety through ninety four. I think was recession. Then two thousand, we went through. It wasn't as bad as like the two thousand eight one, but it was still kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting have jobs. Dot com bubble. <laughs> Boop. That? Yeah, tell. Let's talk about U.S. history. But anyways, uh, yeah. So they're yeah. saved by uh, Rinku, Chu, Jin, and Toya. The boys. Yeah, the, the boys. Best, best boys come to save the day. Uh, but yeah, there's apparently no grudges between the teams. Uh, apparently, I wouldn't be surprised if like maybe you know Chu and Rinku were at a bar. Rinku not drinking, but like you know Rinku like 
hitting Chew on the back every once in a while, and then Jin and Toya come in for what I assume is either a Guinness or a Scotch. And uh, I'm gonna let's Toya's drink. Let's guess Toya's drink. Is it a martini? I'm not watching this. I think it's like a martini or a gin and tonic. Yeah, it's a a gin and tonic. Yeah, it totally is. Joe, I'm not appreciating this casual racism with this with a with a with with a was it gin? Oh yeah, gin was actually gin actually had a gin. It was weird. No, no, but yeah, no, it's very weird that he had a Guinness. Where's the one that was the was it Rinku that was the the demon that had the Irish accent? No, it's Jin. Jin. So I was gonna say, yeah, no, I mean he has an Irish accent, but as we've established, he's actually Okinawan, so I'm not being racist. (laughs) But I mean, it's like Leprechaun. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yes, Uh, Leprechaun in the hood. Um, But yeah, so Chu notices. Yeah, basically they beat the shit out of those three dudes. Uh, Do they let them live? I forget. Uh, Yeah. so, I mean... They ran away, Ke- right? Yeah. Because yeah, Keiko did not seem that traumatized. Oh, yeah. Because I think maybe if there wasn't a human around it, they would have just straight decapitated those dudes. But they're like, oh, yeah, it's Yusuke's girlfriend. Let's not traumatize her. So uh, Chu notices that Yusuke's gotten, quote-unquote, a mite stronger. Uh, and would, you know, basically, they're wondering about a rematch. And he would definitely have to try this time, which Rinku's like, oh, like, he didn't try the last time. <laughs> which sets up, like, brotherly, brotherly fighting type shit. Yeah, so it's uh, interesting how now, like, there's other people who notice that there's something different about Yusuke. <laughs> that's a great movie title. <laughs> something different about Yusuke. <laughs> yeah, that's the second Yu Hakusho movie, but... um. <laughs> The, the another dice roll happens and selects Genkai to fight Onji. Mm. Uh, basically, I think uh, Onji says something to the effect of like, "Oh, just us two old geezers gonna fight," and then Genkai's like, "Shut up! You're not old. Who's the mask?" And everyone's just like, "What? And, He's not an old man." And something that's weird to me about this is in the last couple episodes, like Kuwabara was like, "Oh." You know, Genkai smells older now, but he wasn't able to tell that Onji was young. That Onji was young because he's shocked when the revelation happens. To which be is fair, just like, he's pretty far away. He couldn't. He's not like he could smell halfway across the stadium. Yeah, maybe the maybe the makeup and stuff too. Who knows? Well, maybe yeah, like well, the latex. Well, I mean, like Genkai's like right behind him. You yeah, can just take that whiff and not know, get noticed. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just he doesn't want getting to high on Genkai. So it so it shows like um, Onji literally like ripping apart. Like his mask, which is re- that super was pretty gross. Good. He ripped off his face and had yeah. that had that black. You, ever, you guys ever see like Detective Conan or Case Clothes where they they the the purpose like all black mm-hmm. uh, sh- sh- uh, stick figure like thing? Yeah, like a black silhouette and only yeah. like the eyes, like literally yeah. black, not like a black person. Like straight up to the point where I was just like, wait, is this guy like? Does this guy have like actually jet black skin? Like when I saw it as a kid, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" But yeah. the truth is weirder. It's really weird how that how that trope is common in Japanese with the not showing the purpose, so they make him a black blob almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, as he's doing this, he explains that he dresses up or uh, um, as older people because he hates them, and he reveals. <laughs> yeah, literally that's like, what I do. Yeah, he's literally like. <laughs> Like, oh, I hate old people. They're just like this. Like, uh, so I, I disguise myself as something I despise because, I don't know, it gives me, like, some sort of, like, I don't know, the... Suzuki's a weirdo. To yeah, he's with, so. I don't know. It like t- it tickles his pickle for some reason. And he, and he, I don't want to think about Suzuki tickling his pickle. Maybe, maybe he's just a, he just wants to be a foxy grandpa. 
But uh, yeah, he then reveals his true identity. Does someone want to say this? Because I think let's each take a turn so you can say it the best. So he reveals his true identity as the beautiful Suzuki. Hannah, your turn. The beautiful Suzuki. The beautiful Suzuki. The beautiful Suzuki. Ooh, yours is on the plane. <laughs> that, that, that's basically what I did when I got my car. Look at the beautiful Suzuki. <laughs> God damn it. Was the Japanese version like, uh, Utsukoshi Suza- uh, Suzuki-sama, or something like that? Jesus. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he refers to himself as Sama, which if you don't know is an honorific that you usually use for someone of higher status. Like were, he they, did, were they in the Spanish dub? The 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 Amore. Uh, no, it was um, um it was uh, El Hermoso Suzuki. Mm. Yeah, and then at some point, we'll we'll talk about this later in the episode. But there's some confusion between characters about whether to use the word for beautiful or pretty, and the, like random side arguments happen. But yeah, uh, and so it reveals that he's actually just like a literal, like an actual clown. Slash jester looking dude. Um, with Played a- by Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I oh, think no. it was more like a, like a bozo of a clown sort of appearance than the Joker. Is, is this foreshadowing for Hisoka? <laughs> or what's the guy's name in Hunter x Hunter? Wait. It kind mm, Just mean, in appearance, in appearance. In appearance, I feel like he needs to like the prototype, but like... But what if but he didn't little, suck? It a little too much like a... Like a clown, like the clown, the clownier version of like Hisoka, and I think less evil. I don't know. I don't know. Watch Hunter Hunter. I, I need to watch that show. He's like if uh, if Guy dressed up as a clown. Yes, <laughs> actually, this one, yes. Uh, they later show him without his makeup, so yeah, he straight up kind of looks like Guy. I was going to say, do you want to... So we didn't mention why Patrick made that skit at the beginning. Do you want to explain that skit now? Yeah, so um, in the English in the English dub, they were afraid they were going to get sued to high hell by the car company Suzuki, which ma- manufactures both cars and motorcycles, by between 2008, 2008 uh, Suzuki at your local dealership. And uh, essentially, they wanted to change the name to Suzuka with an A. That's so, like a woman's name, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. No one's... Like, how many Japanese characters have woman-like names that are males? I mean, I think that one's explicitly a woman's name, but I don't know. I mean, I mean to be honest, he's pretty feminine. He knows no gender. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Suzuki's beyond gender. I forgot. He he shoots a rainbow attack, so he's he's all about he's, living his best life and being true to him. And you yes. know what's his his best life, according to him? Killing all the old people and basically anyone who stands in his way. <laughs> I like how we were very positive about his like gender identity, and then it's just like, yeah, but he's also like a genocidal maniac, so let's maybe... I'm going to pull back some of my positivity right now. He's like my sister with old people. It's crazy. <laughs> but, wow. uh, but, yeah, um, yeah. She, she told me straight up that she wants to die at 30... At 39, so she doesn't become old. 39? That's pretty young these That's days. That's so young. Nah, she's, she only plays around, but, you know. I think she's kind of half-serious sometimes. Uh. But, uh, anyways, uh, essentially, they changed the name, but they realized later, oh, this probably doesn't matter, so let's change it back to Suzuki for the Blu-ray dubs and have him come in and redub all his lines. So I wonder what he was doing at that point. I don't even know the voice actor. He, I think he, he was pretty popular voice actor. Oh um, shit! So they might have actually had to spend a bit. Yeah, the thing is that they like I guess they because his voice is a little bit different. 
So they just like yeah, let's just redub all his lines. So you have like a voice act voice acting from ten years ago versus like two years ago. Oh yeah, that, that's probably awkward. It's kind of weird, but uh, the thing that also is interesting is four kids. Uh, sorry, Funimation is good with. Oh, thank. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, Funimation changes a lot of stuff. Like a uh, case closed, they change it to case closed to, instead of Detective Conan. Because they don't want to get sued by the Conan the Barbarian copyright guys. Oh, really? Conan O'Brien, the talk show. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought so too. But it, no, it's because they actually. It's kind of funny they actually did it. He actually went. Actually, uh, Conan O'Brien went to Japan and did a whole thing in Conan Town where they actually had all the stat. I'm not joking. There's actually a Conan Town. In yeah, there, but and there's pictures of him there and like doing the poses and stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Case uh, closed season. Ten coming to a theater. God damn it! But uh, another part of uh, Suzuki's plan is that he wants to gain fame and power, and describes the tournament as the first chapter of his grand new legend. And so, part of the reason he repurposed old legends was like, "Oh yeah, those are the old ones. Check out this new shit." (laughs) And new um, shit. Yes. So Koto calls Suzuki's style a bit abnormal, so he throws a card at her that she dodges because it's not super threatening, seemingly. And then, like, it lands in the forehead of the guy behind her. He spouts a ton of blood and instantly dies. Actually, I like it. I actually like it later on when you see him again. You see him slumped over the halo over his Oh, head. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that is, I, I love that. It's an awesome callback. It's like, oh, you killed one of the good guys in the audience. Fuck. Yeah, I, I did like Suzuki's where, where he was, like, saying, oh, he could be, like, look like this. No, he looked like that. And ranted, like, for, like, five minutes on, oh. he looked like this, looked like that. And it was, like, four or five lines. With regards to that, he uh, like, Suzuki says that he wears a mask even though he's beautiful because it gives a sense of mystery that's needed for the greatest legends. I think he even says, like, God or the devil, you can't know what I look like. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's the most conceited dude on the planet. Which is kind of weird, considering Shishi Wakamaru was pretty shallow. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just had a t- weird thought. What if, like, what? <laughs> what if Suzuki got Shishi not because of his strength, because he was strong? He was like, "Yo, that's my new guy. I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking pick this dude up. Tell him I got these items. Just come in my van, dog." Was it like he found like a a, a kindred soul? Yeah. He's like, oh, we're both pretty. Let's get in this fucking we're van. Well, you're not as pretty as me. <laughs> It's, it's, I want a fucking drama of the two of them going around in a van trying to recruit people for their team, just being these weirdos. Be like, we don't choose people who are less pretty than us. Don't worry, that'll be easy, as he's just like trying to drive. What music do you think he'd be blasting out of his car? Uh, wake me up before you go-go. I'd also be drinking orange mocha frappuccinos. Personally, I think I would go with Spice Girls. I'm, da- I'm down for all of this. I, I'm yeah, that I'm that, I'm getting Spice Girls vibes from that guy, but you know, maybe maybe he's an ICP guy, you know. No, <laughs> no, Malenko. <laughs> God damn it! But yeah, so uh, then Suzuki fires off energy blasts into the crowd because people are mocking him, so he just fucking kills them because. Yeah, a reminder, this guy literally said he wants to kill all old people, so he's not exactly a good dude. Old people in the everyone who stands in his way. Which is, I guess, an entire audience. Yeah. <laughs> so Suzuki attacks and knocks out Genkai out of the arena with the rainbow cyclone. Very sparkly, very much in tune with how he is as a person. Actual rainbow. Actual rainbow Suzuki. And then Genkai's like unaffected, unbothered, and she hops back into the stage, right? Yeah. 
and like she like basically steals his clown nose. <laughs> like, was the implication that the only reason she got hit was because she was taking time to take his clown nose? Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah, because says something because like uh, Suzuki's completely shook because he thought like he killed her off, and pretty much everyone did until she revealed herself, and she makes like a joke being like. If I had more time, I would have stolen like the re- like your rest of your dumbass costume too. <laughs> God, yeah, she she has absolutely no respect for this dude. Yeah, and Kulabar shows up just in time to witness the rest of the match. So I'm because I'm, I'm like, how fast did this guy run? Because <laughs> I don't think much time has passed since the match started. No. Um, and so Genkai calls Suzuki out, just calling him like a whiny um, poser, and that she doesn't really need to waste her time and her energy um, to beat him, and she'll just use her bare muscles. And she literally like puts her hands up and starts like jumping back and forth, being like, "Bring it on, kiddo! Like let's <laughs> I, let's go." I think she explains like that in order to learn her style, she had to become like an insane physical athlete so even without her spirit energy she's like at like an olympians level even at 70 i'm just imagining she like did boxing part-time just to get that money because you know i wouldn't be surprised if like back in the past like a young genkai who needed some money was just like i guess i can fucking professionally box for a couple years it's like um fight club she'd be a good lightweight champion yeah what was that movie um what was that movie with i think it was russell crowe where he was a boxer and like oh cinderella man I don't think it was Cinderella. I think, I think it was Cinderella. Man. I think it's Cinderella. Man, it was like yeah. in the, the depression, and he does it for his family. Yeah, mm. it's like that except with Genkai. Hey, but she's doing it for the money. <laughs> she's doing it for money. Exactly. They've like never talked about Genkai's family. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where I'm just like, I, it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah, but essentially, Genkai just goes and beats the stuffing out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he did. Did she do like he did like aura punches or? Well, he so Suzuki tries to like um, prove her wrong by increasing his big physical strength with the body of steel muscle explosion in the English dub or Gran Explosion Musculo and it basically just makes him super like beefed up I think he even ta- in the English version he talks about his abs yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like a line I think he says Toguro's got nothing on this yeah. and then Toguro's just like lightweight yeah. <laughs> and in the Spanish version he, he just says it's like, I bet it's not even 20%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Tagoro had, like, quantified that, he's like, that's, like, 5%. I don't, I don't know what this dude's doing. I bet he can't even hit a head off with a flick of his finger. Yeah. What a loser. Bet this dude can't fucking <laughs> explode Helen. Yeah, but Genkai just starts, like, wailing punches on him, saying, like, well, he's, like, a great, like, technician and, like... Um, obviously he creates these great weapons. He's still a shitty-ass fighter and just keeps on pounding his teeth in, like, no sweat. Um, he, she messes up his face completely and beats him with, like, little to no time at all. Um, and so <laughs> he passes out and Jury calls the match and says, well, I guess that's it for Suzuki and his remarkably firm tush. <laughs> I think Genkai, like explicitly breaks his lower spine because oh, yeah. yeah when he's like coming down from a fall she just sticks her fist in the air and like hits one of his like lower fucking spinal discs and just shatters it I like when he gets up like, I, I give up and just like passes out yeah it's I, in the Japanese version 
And I think there's also, like, with the back to the spine scene, they literally show, like, an internal shot of, like, it breaking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking horrific. Someone's gonna hand that clown a fago. Jeez. God, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I now understand the ICP thing. God. That, that was a way home. I got you. Yeah. Uh, he's a big money wrestler. Um, but, so Genkai, at least in the Spanish version, says, whoops, I forgot to protect your pretty face. And then, so, well, she says, you know, uh... I forgot to protect to uh, to Belo Rostro, and then Suzuki says, "Hermoso, es hermoso." <laughs> Basically, like it's not pretty, it's beautiful. <laughs> and then he passes out. Does, is there an equivalent in the English and Japanese? I don't remember. Damn it, the same thing in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah and with that, Genkai wins. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> And basically, the episode ends with Team Yurameshi and the girls recalling about the fight and the victory. Shizuru and Hiei um, give Kuobara shit for losing all his matches around. Okay, it's not his fault. He got teleported twice. <laughs> that, I don't know. That sounds like explicitly his fault. <laughs> his fault. <laughs> and then Genkai like, leaves the group while they're talking and everything. And then Dunedain meets with younger Tuguro. Who's just in the next room. Yeah, I just, you know, creeping by. Like, oh. I mean, what, what does he got better to do? I mean, he, all he's been doing is just sitting there looking at him. That's true. <laughs> After he, like, like, easy modes everybody. It's like, yeah, just sitting around. He's just been drinking orange juice, you know? I mean, what's there to do when you're waiting to kill your 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 best friend? I mean, you could do warm-ups and shit. I, I think he even does he says... he need warm-ups? I mean, all he does is like... Hey, man, that puts like, a lot of strain on the body. And, he like, it's like, powers up 100% and it's like, flicks him on the head and kills... Actually, I wonder how much percent that flick was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I think, um... I think Tagoro ends it by saying something like, Hey, do you have some time to talk? Effectively. And, Except uh, more mean. Well, yeah, I think... We'll talk soon. It's yeah. very ominous, and I feel like it's going to be kind of reflecting what we're going to see in the next few episodes, which is very exciting. But yeah, what did you guys think? It was okay. It's okay? I, uh, I thought it was really good. I love I love the clown reveal, and I love the, the whole <laughs> fight, and just Suz- Suzuki himself was really interesting character. Oh, I like that they show that Genkai is just a badass, like, on all fronts. It's like, there's, like, almost nothing she can't do. Well, it's also kind of to build her up for what's about to happen, too. Like, the fact that there's, like, limits even to people like her. Yeah. And so, I felt like these fights is happening very quickly. I guess I have this, I thought that since, like, Suzuki was the last guy, he would be like hard to take down but oh i guess it shows how strong genkai is yeah, yeah. i feel like these guys really weren't a challenge to anybody on team yurameshi like, i mean there's kurobara but let's be honest kurobara kind of sucks but... i think shishi wakamaru would have been a challenge for anyone except genkai yeah because like the chorus of skulls like i mean he could have reacted to it by using the dragon but that would have been like last ditch and might not have gone his way while, like, uh, Kurama could maybe... Kurama could do something, but it would require, like, planning and, like, you know, making sure that, like, Shishiwakamaru's not noticing that he's gonna fucking put the death plant inside of him. Like, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was... I mean, the battles weren't, like, as tough, but I kind of mm-hmm. liked the characters that they fought, you know? Yeah. I feel like the... It was definitely not... 
like character development just character driven Mm -hmm. just in the fact like how entertaining it was and kind of more glimpse of like well we're learning a little bit more and more about um genkai especially about like who she is definitely a lot of foreshadowing in her past in her past yeah who is who is genkai genkai is the mass fighter also i just realized something about beautiful suzuki Mm -hmm. if you look at his belt and the bagginess of his pants is he supposed to look like third season uh fucking third season dio maybe i mean to be honest everything everyone uh look at oh, that shit, i just dude. noticed that the heart holy belt, shit yeah. yeah he has a heart belt like i'm not saying it's definitely a jojo reference but like i'm wondering it's if probably i'm wondering if like he like because like i'm pretty sure the guy who made you hawk show likes jojo which would explain why karasu is literally just yoshikage kira in many ways but also, like, this heart belt, I'm like, if he's just like, dude, this outfit's, like, stupid as hell, what are you doing? Maybe, to be honest, I think he's like, how, what can we get, let's get the dumbest character design of all time, and just, like, looked, and, like, looked on the shelf and saw uh, the part three, it's like, looks at Dio, perfect. Because I'm gonna be honest, as cool as Dio is, he is, like, really silly looking in, in part three. Oh, yeah. I, I think part of it was they wanted to show, like... Oh yeah, he's been gone from the human... Like, he, he's in the human world, but he's not really hanging with normal people, so he spends all his day in a library in, like, darkness. But the thing so, is, like, you're gonna cool, make some though. weird shit happen. I mean, but he actually was dressed decently and looked kind of cool in the library with his shirt off and the just pants instead of, like, these stupid... But he has, like, elf shoes on? Listen, he's from, like, 1860. <laughs> Wouldn't you wear elf shoes? Well, no. Okay, wait, wait. When you're like, he's from like 1860, my first thought is like, oh, so that's why he's wearing the elf shoes because he's like, well, I'm in the Far East now, so I better do something. Like, I'm quoting what I think he would say, something Oriental. And it's just like, you're in Egypt, dog. What are you talking about? Listen, the the whole the whole Dio thing is weird, especially the fact that he traveled and slept with four different people. Because like, I, I guess spoilers. Um, I actually don't know if I want to spoil it or not because this. Because the manga's been out for years, but the new series, it's only up to part five, but... Patrick and I are improvising right now. Oh, no. Well, okay, so is there any, like, historical background to who Suzuki is? No, Suzuki explicitly says, like, I'm trying to make a new legend. Like, so I don't think he's based... I mean, he's kind of based on the idea of, like, clowns and stuff, but beyond that... Can we just say that he's basically ICP? No, we can't say that. Because, like, then he would be secretly into Jesus. I mean, isn't he secretly into Jesus? Or does he think he's secretly Jesus? <laughs> you know, he doesn't look a thing like Jesus, so I don't think so. But he he does act like a gentleman. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> okay. Anyways, so Dio like sleeps with four of the people, and apparently God. he's gay <laughs> in one of the, the series. So I don't know what's up with that. No, I think Dio is just bi. I think he's he's like, oh, if you're pretty enough, I'm down, including this priest guy and this, who looks black but is actually Italian and this Italian lady yeah and two other people for some reason huh well find out next time on Jojo cast <laughs> interesting do, 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 I'll be around about <laughs> all right you guys thank you so much for listening to the Yu Yu Hakusho. show your support means all three worlds human demon and spirit to us Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just chat us with us on our Facebook at the Yu Yu Show with two O's, and on our Twitter, the Yu Yu Show. Tune in for the next episode where we'll drill deep into the path of Genkai and Taguro as the rest of Team Yurameshi prepare for the finals. 
Bye. Thank bye. you. Later. Sayonara. Bye bye. Please take care of yourself. <laughs> Though we've been here together, we're still different people, but we're not alone. Sayonara. Bye bye. Yeah.
that's the second ending theme. And well, if you watch it in English. And for a second, I thought you were singing "Come on, knocking on door." Oh, it does kind of. Wait, holy wait, shit! You yeah. just ruined that song for me. <laughs> I thought for a second that's what I was like, "Oh, what She's the fuck?" Oh uh, no! So, I must be really tired. I was gonna say. So uh, the reason I sang that specifically is because it's pretty. The breakup songs in the show are pretty explicitly about something that will happen soon. Mm. What what show is that? Come on, knock on our door. Three's, Three's company. company. That's Three's Company. Okay. Three's Company too. Oh, I always thought I, I thought there was the well, one of the Archie Bunker. Oh uh, or no, that was those were the days, right? Where they're on the piano. Uh, oh yeah, 